A Date with Judy. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special treat for you this evening. Here to keep his date with Judy is the celebrated motion picture star, Charles Boyer. And now to keep our date with Judy, that lovable teenage girl who is close to all our hearts. And now let's see what's happening at the foster house. Judy's parents and her kid brother Randolph are in the living room when Judy bursts excitedly into the house. Hello, everybody. Mother, may I use some of your perfume? Well, now, Father, I've got to borrow your car. Mother, I can use your perfume, can't I? Well, for heaven's sakes, Judy, what's going on? Just everything, that's all, just everything. Oh, if this were only evening instead of day, I could wear a long, slinky black evening gown if I had one. But on account of its now, day, wait I... a minute, wait a minute, young lady. Calm down. I'd like to know I what I wonder this... if I ought to wear my false eyelashes. Huh? <laughs> Of course, he's the type who, on account of his knowledge of makeup and everything, would know they were false. But still, eyelashes would be so nice to have on to flutter up and down at him. Flutter up and down at who? Why, Charles Boyer, of course. Ask a silly question, you get a silly answer. <laughs> Randolph, find me my French book, please. On account of I thought it'd be nice when I enter languorously into the room if I said something appropriate like, uh... Bonjour, mon bon monsieur. Come and tally vous and everything. Appropriate for what? That sounds like it's appropriate for almost anything. <laughs> or do you think I ought to come in and say, Ah, monsieur Boyer, vous êtes terrifique, in a kind of a low Lauren McCall voice. In a minute, I am going to say something in a kind of a low Humphrey Bogart voice. <laughs> something terrifique. Judy, what is this all about? Don't you know? No, we do not know. Oh, I thought I told you. I'm going to interview Charles Boyer this afternoon for the high school magazine. He's in town to make speeches for the Red Cross. Oh, is that all? Oh, I was chosen over every other girl in the school to do the interview. Why, it's a terrific honor. Well, just how did you get this honor? Oh, probably by kicking every other girl in the teeth. <laughs> Randolph, that isn't true. I merely talked louder than anybody else, that's all. No hair pulling? Just Tootsie Whiteman's. Well, she'll look better without those bangs of hers anyhow Oh, Randolph, I didn't actually pull her hair physically, just mentally Tell us the truth, is she totally bald? Randolph <laughs> Oh, isn't it wonderful that I've had two semesters of French? What if I'd taken Spanish instead? Oh, I shudder to think of it But I'm so lucky to have taken French Otherwise, Mr. Boyer might not be able to understand me when we chatter Francais at each other <laughs> He's lucky to have a little trouble as it is well, I've got to hurry and get ready. I want to put it right down in my date book. Oh, this is the most exciting thing that ever happened to me. Just imagine me, Judy Foster, going to be face-to-face -face with the great Charles Boyer in less than an hour. <laughs> I can hardly believe it. In less than an hour? Well, then will you tell me why you have to put it down in your date book? Oh, Father, don't you understand? When I'm old and gray, I'll always be able to look back in my date book and say, Well... I had a date with Charles Boyer. Yeah, well, that'll be nice. <laughs> well, I think I will wear my eyelashes. They're so luxurious. If they're as luxurious as the last time you had them on, Mr. Boyer won't be able to see your face through the foliage. <laughs> uh, Mr. Boyer. Yes? Yes, Max? There's a gentleman here to see you. Says he knows you from Paris. From Paris? Really? Who is he? Oh, he just says he knows you. 
He was the proprietor at the theater, the prompter at the theater where you used to act. The prompter? Oh, Dubois, Jacques Dubois. Show him in, please, Max. Uh, right away. This way, sir. Oh, merci, merci. Monsieur Boyer, Monsieur Boyer. <laughs> oh, Jacques, mon vieux, que c'est bon de vous voir. Oh, et moi aussi. Oh, mon ami, mais non, 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 non. We must speak in English. This is America. Yes, yes, this is America. How on earth did you get here? Oh, mon vieux, it is a long story. I escaped from France three days before the Nazis arrived. Just three short days. Oh, I'm so glad. Jack, you don't know how it does my heart good to look at you. But what are you doing here? I mean, here, in this town. Oh, I am a war worker. Clack, 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 clack. I push the object like a gun at the factory. I am a riveter. <laughs> a riveter? Oh, oui. And what has become of the play scripts over which you used to shake your head sadly? No, no, Monsieur Boyer, no. You have forgotten your lines. <laughs> Ah, those were beautiful days, were they not? Beautiful. Uh, I was so cruel when you would make the mistake. Monsieur Boyer, I would say so sharply. You have made the, the, the fluff. <laughs> the line she does not read as you have said. Not at all as you have said. <laughs> oh, and always you were so kind to me. So very, very kind. Well, you were the best prompter in all France. Oh, Monsieur Boyer. <laughs> and now you are the best riveter in all America? Uh, modestly, I must say so, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you are an angel of a man, <laughs> An angel of a man. Uh, you know, when I saw in the newspaper this morning, Monsieur Charles Boyer will be here to speak for the Red Cross. I said to myself, Jacques, you will go to see Mr. Boyer. You will display yourself to him at once and let him hear your beautiful English that you have learned since coming to America. Uh, she is beautiful, my English, is she not? Amazing. Huh? I've heard nothing like it in all America. Oh, thank you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you are always so good to me, so very kind. Uh, tell me, tell me, uh, how is little Nanette? Oh, oh, Nanette. Oh, she is wonderful. But she is now a young lady. Nanette, oh. grown up. Oh, the little baby I bounced up and down on my knee when I came to your house for supper after the play. <laughs> Remember how you cooked the supper? You were the greatest cook in all France. <laughs> oh, now Nanette has uh, uh, superseded me. She's still a greater cook. What? Mm. Your baby? She's old enough to cook. Oh, yes. What? How long ago was it since I came to your house? Oh, a long time. I remember I would wake the baby, no matter what the hour, she would open her eyes, always laughing. I would say, Uncle Charles is here. <laughs> yes, and she would run to me, and I would pick her up in my arms, and she would laugh, and it was like music. Oh, she was a beautiful child, right? Yes. Even then, you would say, this baby, she has the talent. She will be a great actress someday. And it is so. She's an actress? Well, no, but she is a singer. Oh, she has the voice from heaven. You know? Opera, she knows them all. A golden soprano. Uh, someday there will be those who will listen. Someday. But she is still very young. She's just 16. Hmm. Jacques, if I could do something for her, I mean, perhaps with my little influence... Oh, no, no, Monsieur Boyer, do not come to ask the favor. Oh, I know, I know that. But still, send her to me. I would like to see the little Nanette, now a young lady. Oh, very well, I will. I will send her to see you this afternoon. I will say, Charles Boyer, the great cinema star, would like to see you. No, no, you say... Uncle Charles, your old friend, would like to see you. Ah, very well, I will, I will. Oh, but now I must go. This is my lunch hour from the factory. I must be back with my rivet at one o'clock. I cannot thank you enough for coming here. And I must see you tonight. Yes. Uh, come to the Civic Auditorium, where I will speak for the Red Cross. I will be there. Au revoir. Au revoir, Jacques. Oh, Max. Yes, sir? Uh, there will be a young lady who will come to see me here this afternoon. Please admit her. I'm most anxious to see her. Yes, sir. Oh, Randolph, we'll be there in a minute. 
Maybe you better not say you're my brother. He might think it's funny me having my brother with me. Yeah, I'll just say I'm your baggage man. <laughs> Randolph, aren't you excited? Aren't you palpitating? Nope. Charles Boyer doesn't do a thing to me. <laughs> he doesn't? I think he's divine. In the movie Gaslight, when he said to Ingrid Bergman, get me the little picture, I just quivered all over. That's funny. Not even my hands shook. <laughs> Doesn't any movie star make you palpitate, Randolph? Only Margaret O'Brien. <laughs> really? Yeah, she's my dream woman. I wonder how Charles Boyer will react to me. I wonder if he'll think I'm attractive. I wonder if I ought to flutter my eyelashes at him. I wonder if they'll fall off. <laughs> Maybe I ought to take him off. Maybe I ought to appear in front of him just as a simple, untarnished country girl. Perhaps he prefers the simple, unsophisticated type. He must get so tired of looking at beautiful, perfectly groomed women of the world like Hetty Lamar. Oh, I bet he's sick and tired of looking at Hetty Lamar. <laughs> I should have that pleasure. Oh, here we are, Randolph. This is the place. Ah, here we are to Casbah. It was so far to the Casbah. But we took a streetcar, and here we are. <laughs> Randolph, I'm nervous enough as it is. Well, take off your eyelashes and let's go. Mr. Boyer, the young lady to see you. Oh, wonderful. Show it in. Uh, right in here, miss. Oh, thank you. Uh, you, Mr. Boyer. Yes, yes, it is I. I mean, uh, say vous, Monsieur Boyer. Oh, it's so good of you to come to see me, Mon Petit me? I'm so happy you are here. Jeepers, you are? Come here. Come here when I can look at you more closely. It's a good thing you took those eyelashes off. <laughs> oh, uh, this is um, my friend, Randolph. Oh, how do you do? Uh, Garcon, you know. Oh, yes, I see. <laughs> Glad to meet you. Uh, won't you sit down, both of you? Oh, thank you. So the little baby. Are you speaking to me? You know, you are prettier than ever, my dear. I am? Still so graceful in every emotion, and still with the curly blonde hair. Oh, she touches it up a little. Right. <laughs> I do not. I merely put a little lemon juice in the water once in a while. I cannot tell you how happy it makes me to see you. Really? Oh, thanks. I mean, uh, merci. Uh, je suis charme de vous voir aussi. <laughs> merci. I uh, might even add that... Uh, that you're even more handsome Don flesh than you are, uh, Sir Screen. Well, what do you know? I'm very impressed, you know. You are? Oh, yes. What wonderful English you speak. English? <laughs> yes, you, you are really an American now, my dear. Yes, I know. I guess I'll try Spanish next semester. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, indeed. To be a linguist is necessary in your career. Oh, you're absolutely right. Now, here I am talking to a Frenchman, and sometime I may interview an Italian or a Latin or almost anybody. Well, language is so important if you hope for the Metropolitan. The Metropolitan? I heard you are a wonderful singer. You did? <laughs> With a voice from heaven. Oh, my goodness. When I sang at the sorority's Jitterbug Jamboree, everybody said I sang beautifully, but I had no idea that people would go around talking about it. <laughs> you see, your reputation has preceded you. Well, that's wonderful. Uh, I've been thinking, 
Uh, tonight at the auditorium, I will speak for the Red Cross, as you may know. Yes, I do. I think it's marvelous all you've done for the cause, all the money you raised and everything. Oh, well, it's a smart thing to do for such an important cause. But I, I was about to say, uh, there will be entertainment tonight. Music, little acts performed. And what I've been thinking is that I will speak to the men in charge and perhaps he may find a little place for you on the program. You mean, you want me to sing? Why not? Well, personally, I could think of a few good reasons. <laughs> Quiet, Randall. Oh, Mr. Boyer, I, I just love to sing tonight. I'd be just... I think it's just simply ecstatic. <laughs> so American. It's remarkable. What would you like me to sing, Mr. Boyer? Oh, you shall choose yourself. Uh, a bit of uh, Lucia de la Mermeur, perhaps? Uh, perhaps, but probably no. <laughs> Lucia de... Well, I don't know. Mignon, perhaps. Or la vie de bohème. How about accentuate the positive? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll leave the selection to you. Yes, I... I think that would be the best idea. Oh, uh, by the way, you, you have an arrangement, of course. An arrangement? Well, uh, that I make it the orchestra. Oh, yes, I'm sure I could bring an arrangement. Good. In fact, you could bring the orchestra. <laughs> yes, would you like me to do that? I'm sure Oogie Pringle and his high school hot licks would be glad to come. Oogie Pringle? <laughs> Oogie? Yes. He's a terribly bon ami of mine. <laughs> oh, hey. I see. Well, uh, suppose we trust the orchestra we have. All right. If it can trust Judy, we can trust it. <laughs> oh, uh, how shall I introduce you? Introduce me? Why, as Miss Judy Foster. Judy? Oh, you use that as your professional name. Why, yes, I do. She uses it for a lot of things. <laughs> Good. Well, now everything's settled? Oh, yes. You're happy? <laughs> Delirious. You know, well, this is just about... Well, the last thing I expected. What is? You asking me all these questions. I came here to interview you, and now here you are practically interviewing me.
now back to A Date with Judy. I'd like to see Mr. Boyer, please. Uh, did you have an appointment? Not exactly an appointment, but I was told I could see him this afternoon. Oh, I'm sorry. He has a very strenuous schedule. He's uh, made two speeches already today. Got four more to go. I quite understand. You see, so many girls want to see him, and he's so obliging. Well, he just tries to see everyone. And he would, if I didn't try and protect him from his admirers. Naturally. He'd be, well, he'd be sore if he knew I was protecting him, but, well, what he doesn't know won't hurt him. <laughs> right? Yes. He spent half an hour with one young lady this morning. She was someone he knew from France. He'd never get a moment to himself if I didn't turn some people away. I understand perfectly. Tell you what, you come back tomorrow, maybe. Uh, he'll still be in town until noon. I'll do that. Thank you so much. Goodbye. <laughs> girls, girls, girls. <laughs> Wish I was a movie star. <laughs> Yes, dear. What? Where's Randolph? Trailing her all the way home, 50 yards behind. Boy, has that girl got speed. Oh, it was so wonderful. He called me his petite shoe. Petite shoe? What's that? Cabbage. Oh, for Pete's sake. He said the nicest things. Nobody was ever so sweet to me as long as I've lived. Oh, he was just scintillating. Are you by any strange chance referring to a certain Charles Boyer? Naturally. He asked me to sing tonight. Now, wait just a minute, Judy. He asked you to sing? Yes, Mother, at the Red Cross rally in the uh, auditorium. He asked you to sing at the auditorium? Randolph, is there any truth in that statement? Yeah, that's what he said. That's what the man said. <laughs> well, I'll be done. Yeah, looks like she's going to be his guest star. I, I, I don't get it. Neither do I, but that's what I think occurred. Suffice it to say, Charles Boyer thinks I'm very charming. Suffice it to say... Father, I'm serious. Mr. Boyer really asked me to sing at the Red Cross rally tonight. Now, I want your honest opinion. What do you think I sing best? How about uh, Northeast High School, I Love You? No. No, Randolph. Somehow I don't think that would be appropriate for the occasion. You see, Father, Mr. Boyer wanted her to sing opera. Opera? Now I've heard everything. <laughs> I know. I'll sing Bobby Sox Blues. Well, that'll be a nice change from La Vida Bohème. Excuse me, everybody. I've got a million things to do. Uh, Dora, do you think Judy is more attractive than we may have noticed? Well, he must have seen something in her. Frankly, all I can see is her bobby socks drooling. Melvin, we've, we've just got to go to that Red Cross rally tonight. Why, Dora, I wouldn't miss it for all the tea in China. So give as much as you can, every dollar and every penny you can. The Red Cross depends on you. Millions of hungry, wounded, homeless, sick, and weary men, women, and children depend on you. Now, now I am very happy to introduce to you a little French girl I knew. She is neither old nor a veteran of the Metropolitan, but she has a magnificent operatic voice, and she is Parisian. Here she is. Miss Judy Foster. Merci beaucoup and everything, Monsieur Boyer. (laughs) 
got the bobby sock blues. I'm just a girl who's got the bobby sock blues. Bobby sucks blues. Mr. Boy, what's the matter? Bobby sucks blues. Yeah. What opera is that from? I don't know what I've done, but I know I shouldn't have done it. Uh, she's Parisian. I'm a Fiji Islander. I don't understand it. Uh, now take it easy, Mr. Boyer, and I'll get you a chair. They say. Oh, oh it was a fine program, Charles. Who's oh, that? I have been watching it from the other side of the stage. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. We'll get away and have a bite to eat together. Hmm? Oh, yes, and we will talk. Huh? Yes, yes, we will talk. Your daughter sang very well tonight, I thought, Jack. My daughter? She's a very pretty girl. My daughter did not sing tonight. She, she, your daughter did not sing? No, she has been here with me. Nanette, uh, come here. Oui, Papa. This is my daughter. Oh, Jacques, what have I done? I'm very happy to see you again, Uncle Charles, after so many years. Oh, Nanette, my dear. Oh, Jacques, I've made the most unforgivable mistake. I thought... Did I sing all right? Was it all right? Yes. Oh, it was lovely, Judy. Uh, a little on the unexpected side, but uh, very nice. <laughs> oh, hello, Nanette. How are you? Hello, Judy. You two know each other? Oh, yes. We're in the same class in high school. I think Nanette's wonderful. Oh, Judy. Well, you are. She's at the top of the class and studies, Mr. Boyer, and she works afternoons in a bookshop, and at night she studies music. I don't know how she does it all. Oh, Judy, you make it sound so difficult. And it isn't. Jacques, uh, to tell you the truth, I thought Judy was your daughter. You, you thought she was Nanette? Yes, she came to see me this morning and, well, you know, you, you said you were sending Nanette to me and, and... I did come this afternoon, but you were resting. And they did not admit you? Oh, Jacques, what must you think of oh, me? No, no, a very natural mistake. It is of no consequence. We enjoyed the program from beginning to end, did we not, Nanette? We loved it. And Bobby Sox Blues, Judy, it was charming. Jeepers. Oh, Mr. Boyer, did you mean to give Nanette the chance to sing tonight and by mistake give it to me? It's all right, Judy. <laughs> you mustn't worry. It's not your fault. Oh, but it is. I, I just feel terrible. No, no, you mustn't. Your sweet little song made us all very happy. Oh, but that was just blues singing. And Nanette has studied so hard. She knows all the opera. She deserved the chance, and I didn't. And I took it away from her. Oh, I just feel awful. Now, Judy... Oh, Mr. Boyer, I'll do anything to make it up to her. Anything. I never felt so terrible about Judy, anything. Judy, Judy, I have a good idea. Come to see me tomorrow morning. Uh, we'll think of ways and means. We'll put our heads together. Hmm? Oh, Mr. Boyer, that'll be wonderful. Judy, it's getting awfully late. You better go to bed now, Now, no, no, wait a minute. Let her stay and study a little longer, Dora. I want her to keep at that, Frank. Any girl who, with two semesters of high school French, can make a Frenchman think she's a Parisian, well, that girl ought to keep right on studying. Well, Father, I'm not studying. You aren't? No. I'm writing an editorial for the high school paper. You go to bed right away, Judy Foster. It's a quarter to twelve. Well, I want to know how this sounds. I'm going to show it to Mr. Boyer in the morning. Listen to it and let me know. All right, dear. Last night at the Red Cross rally at the Civic Auditorium... Judy Foster sang Bobby Sox Blues. But she wasn't the one who should have sung there. The girl whose place she took deserved that honor far more than she. The girl who was meant to be and who should have been in the spotlight last night has worked very hard under great adversity. 
She has paid her music teachers with the money she earned herself and bought her scores, and her voice is of such beauty that it should be heard throughout the land. The girl who sang Bobby Sugg's blues thought she was singing a lament from the bottom of her heart, but she does not really have any troubles. She doesn't know what trouble and courage mean. Nanette Dubois had trouble, and she has courage. And the Northeast High School, Diddy Blue and Gold, wishes to go on record as asking Oogie Pringle and his high school hotlicks to give up some of its swing music and get some opera into its repertoire so that at the spring dance next week, Nanette Dubois can be the girl chanteuse instead of Judy Foster. Do you think it's all right, Mr. Boyer? Judy, it's one of the most beautiful and touching things I've ever read. Of course, the audience at the spring dance won't be anything like the illustriousness of the audience that was at the auditorium last night. Judy, I'd like you to do something for me. You would, Mr. Boyer? Yes. I have here a scholarship to a very good school of music. A scholarship for a certain young lady we know. Nanette? How did you get it? Oh, it was none of my doing. The head of the school had already heard Nanette sing, and it took very little persuasion on my part. Oh, Mr. Boyer, that's wonderful. Nanette will be thrilled to pieces. I can't wait until you tell her. Oh, I want you to be the one to tell her. Me? Yes. You are such a very nice little girl, Judy. You certainly deserve the pleasure. Oh, thank you, Mr. Boyer. I'll do it charmingly. <laughs> I'm sure you will. Uh, oh, Judy, will you do me a favor, please? Oh, anything, Mr. Boyer. Well, would you, uh, would you teach me the words of the, um, the Bobby Sox blues? <laughs> we are very grateful to Charles Boyer for being with us this evening. A Date with Judy is written by Aline Leslie and stars Louise Erickson and Dix Davis. Mr. and Mrs. Foster were played by John Brown and Myra Marsh. Music was composed by Paul Sartell and conducted by Konstantin Bakalinikov. The program was produced and directed by Helen Mack. Armed Forces Radio Service.